0: Big names are headlining this weekend's UFC 262 card from Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler. There will be no shortage of action. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to one odds. One fighter will be walking away with the belt. Will you be walking away with the cash? Just pick up the main event fighter you think will win and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right, bet one dollar on select fighters and if they win, you win one hundred dollars. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 on select main car fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana one eight hundred nine with it. Way here. Push. What's up? What's up? What's up, LA and NBA basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of LA Courtside podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, and I am your host, LA Ray, to talk about the Lakers and the Clippers, of course, and other NBA news. We want to start off this first segment uh, to talk a little Lakers basketball, as they have split their last two games—a loss against the Portland Trailblazers and a huge, huge win. Last night against the Phoenix Suns. Let me start on the Friday game against the Portland Trail Blazers. And specifically want to talk about Anthony Davis. Now, since he's come back from his uh, leg injury, uh, he's had a couple of good games here or there. But for the most part, there were a lot of L.A. fans who were really disenchanted with him. They were calling him soft and um, clumsy and, you know, he's not a leader. He's overrated. All those kinds of things, and I just sit back and laugh at that. Anthony Davis is one of the best power fours of our generation, bar none. Bar none. I'm looking at a guy like Tim Duncan, and then maybe after that, Anthony Davis. If he's healthy, he's one of the top five players in the game, in my opinion. Now, the game against the Portland Trail Blazers, which the Lakers lost 106-101, to Anthony Davis in that game scored 36 points, 12 out of 23 from the field. Well, rebounds, five assists. I mean, the guy was doing it all. That's a game that the Lakers actually could have won. Um, but they didn't because I don't I don't know what it is with Frank Vogel in the center rotation, man. I really, really don't get it. Montrez Harrell did not play in the Portland game at all. Coach's decision. I mean, what what are we doing here, man? What are you you resting the guy? You know, Marcus Gasol, he played twenty-three minutes. He scored six points. But you know, this center rotation, Vogel's going to have to get this together. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, when the playoffs start, you have Drummond, of course, is going to be your starter. And then you bring uh, Trez off the bench. When Trez gets uh, a good amount of minutes, he's always produced. And then you can uh, put in Gasol just in spot minutes here or there, depending on matchups and things like that. You have to get that rotation together and get some consistency within the center spot. So I'm not sure what Frank Vogel is doing. You know, hey, he's the coach, you know, makes a whole lot of money, a whole lot more bread than I do. So I guess he knows what he's doing. We'll, we'll see what happens when the playoffs start. But I believe that's a game that the Lakers could have won. Now, obviously in that game, Dame Dame, Damian Lillard was just torching the Lakers, scored 38 points, 12 out of 18 shooting. 9-9 nine nine from the free throw line, 7 assists. Kid was balling, man. 38 big points. And uh, C.J. McCollum also came to play, scored 21 points in that game. Uh, Norman Powell also had 19 points for the Portland Trail Blazers. So, again, uh, a game I think the Lakers could have won. But um, the next game against Phoenix, you know, that's a game that many thought, include myself, that the Lakers probably would not win. You know, I I never would have thought that they would beat Phoenix. But here we go. It's why they play the games. The Lakers won that game 123-110. to And again, who led the way? Anthony Davis. This dude was all over the place. Diving on on the floor for loose balls. I tell you what, anytime anytime that dude falls on the floor, Lakers fans, they hold their collective breaths. Because they think the guy may grab his leg. You know, he may injure an Achilles or a calf or a knee or something like that. You do kind of hold your breath when he falls. Seems like he kind of falls quite often. I give the over-under of Anthony Davis falling about four times a game or something like that. But anyway, he played his ass off against Phoenix. And he willed the Lakers to victory. 41 minutes played. 42 points scored. 12 rebounds. 5 5 assists. Three steals, three blocks. Okay, that's a stat line for the ages right there, baby. 42 big points. And they also got good contributions from uh, KCP, scored 17 points. And Caruso scored 17 points as well and played his usual stellar defense. As a matter of fact, Frank Vogel is advocating for him to be in the conversations for Defensive Player of the Year. Caruso is a very good uh, defensive player. Now going back to uh, Trez Harrell again. You know, in the game against Portland, as I mentioned, he did not play against Phoenix. 15 minutes, four out of six from the field, 12 points. Okay, again, Frank Vogel, I don't I don't know what you're doing with your rotations. Uh, it's been questioned a lot by uh, a lot of uh, L.A. Laker fans. Mark Gasol in this game, 18 minutes, one point. So I don't get it again. But uh, I hope he figures it out by the time the playoffs start. Uh, ben McLemore, by the way, scored 12 points in the Phoenix game. 12 big points, 4 of 7 from three-piece land. Ben, Benny Mack, as the Laker fans are calling him now, 12 points in that particular game. So this was a very, very big win for the Lakers. Now, Kyle Kuzma did not play in this game with lower back tightness. And the fans now all of a sudden are getting on Kuzma. Well, it's amazing how the fans, they'll turn on you. They'll turn on you in a minute. If you have a few bad games in a row, they will turn on you. Now, I guess these fans don't remember back when Anthony Davis first went out with that injury, Kyle Kuzma was the second best player on the Lakers team behind LeBron James. I mean, he would would end up being second in scoring and in most contests would lead the Lakers in rebounding. But lately, he hasn't been playing all that well, and I tell you what—the vitriol on Twitter on Kyle Kuzma is just is vicious, man. Get rid of the guy; he's garbage. Trading, you know, don't don't even play him. Give Ben McLemore those minutes. Let me tell you something, Laker fans—you're gonna need Kyle Kuzma when the playoffs start. Kyle Kuzma will be fine once the Lakers get all of their players back healthy, because it seems like they, they're always struggling with injuries. But when LeBron James comes back healthy. And then you get uh, Kuzma back healthy, and you get Dennis Schroeder back. Don't forget Schroeder did not play in this game either. He's going to be out probably until the end of the regular season, or he may have a, a game or two that he may play um, at the end of the season. But once they get all their players back, the Lakers, the Lakers will be fine. Now, as far as the playoff seeding goes, you know everybody is wondering about the play-in game. The Lakers. I do believe are going to end up in unfortunately in this play-in tournament. Uh, right now, they trail the uh, trail Blazers by a full game in the Western Conference standings. The only problem is the Lakers, uh, Portland would have to go either one for three in their last four games or zero for four, and then the Lakers would have to go three and one or two and two, two wins, two losses if Portland goes zero for four in order to overtake that six spot. But if Portland goes 4-0 and or 3-1 in their last four games, they lock they up the sixth spot regardless of the uh, Lakers' results. So what it looks like now is the Lakers will end up in the seventh spot, which means they'll have that play-in game. If they started that right now, the play-in game would be against the Warriors. And you guys know how I feel about that. That means you're playing Steph Curry in one game. But if that's the case, let's say if that happens, Lakers play as Warriors, let's say Steph goes off of 45, 50 points, Lakers win or lose by a few points. Now the Lakers would play the loser of the, I'm sorry, the winner of the Grizzlies-Spurs matchup, which would be the 9-10 matchup. The Lakers will beat either one of those teams in a one-gamer. But if the Lakers beat the Warriors, then the Lakers stay in that seventh spot. And guess who would they play in the first round of the playoffs? Yes, the Phoenix Suns. So I believe the Lakers sent a uh, message to the uh, Phoenix Suns. I do not think the Phoenix Suns can beat the Lakers in a seven-game series if they're healthy. That's just me. I just don't think that the Suns have the playoff experience in order to get that done. Besides Chris Paul and maybe Jameson Crowder, I believe he's been in the playoffs before, I'm not too worried about any of these guys. Devin Booker, as great as a player as he is, you know, he doesn't have that... That playoff experience, like the Lakers have, so I think the Lakers really sent that message to Phoenix last night that hey, if we meet you guys in the first round, okay, we're gonna be hell to beat. We're gonna be hell to beat. Now, if the Lakers end up as the eight seed, then they would play the Utah Jazz in the first round, and I believe the Lakers would beat them if fully healthy, of course. They'll beat the Utah Jazz in a seven-game series. Might be a little tougher against Utah as opposed to Phoenix. But I think the Lakers would beat both of those teams, the Jazz and the Suns. Of course, you know me, L.A. Ray, what I wish for is a Clippers-Lakers Western Conference Finals. Something like that can still happen. The Lakers are not, I don't think, are going to end up being a sixth seed and end up playing the Clippers in the first round. So if they meet the Clippers, uh, it could possibly be in the Western Conference Finals. And wouldn't that be lovely for the city of Angels, L.A.? Hollywood, Lakers, Clippers, finally, Western Conference Finals to see who goes to the NBA Finals. That would be epic. That's what I'm hoping for, and that's what I still think will happen. So, L.A. Lakers fans, don't worry. Your team will be fine. I think LeBron James could possibly be back next week against the uh, the New York Knicks, who I'm going to talk about in my uh, second segment For just a brief moment before I get into the uh, L.A. Clippers, who, by the way, lost to those very same New York Knicks. So, again, Laker fans, don't worry. The King, your King, King James will be back. Anthony Davis seems to have gotten his legs back. He's gotten his mojo back. You got Andre Drummond in there cleaning up on the boards. You even got Wes Matthews hitting a shot or two. And uh, KCP playing pretty well caruso playing his stellar defense and scoring some points by the way all you have to do frank vogel is get that center rotation settled and then the lakers will be on their way so in my next segment as i mentioned just want to briefly talk about the new york Knicks and how fun it is to see that team doing well My favorite song of the NBA Theme for the NBA from back in the 80s, baby That's when basketball was at its zenith, I would say For this middle segment, uh, segment number two Just want to briefly talk about the New York Knicks And how fun it is to see them playing very well uh, Before entering the playoffs At the beginning of April, the Knicks have been playing some of the best basketball in all of the NBA Eastern and Western Conference combined they have just been tearing it up, led by Julius, all-star Julius Randle, averaging twenty-four points a game and ten rebounds and almost six assists. So again, if the Knicks are doing very well, that just bodes well for the NBA. The Knicks haven't been relevant in so long. You have to go back to the, you know, Patrick Ewing days and Oakley and, and uh, you know those boys back then. But other than that, the Knicks have not been relevant since the early 70s, pretty much. But this year, they are playing very well. And if the playoffs were to start today, the Knicks are the fourth seed in the East behind the 76ers, the Nets, and the Bucks. They would open a playoff series against the Atlanta Hawks, who I think the Knicks would be able to handle as long as Trey Young just doesn't go crazy on them. But, again, led by Julius Randle and uh, R.J. Barrett, the Knicks have a very, very good team. And then, who do they have coming off the bench? A guy who I was just advocating all year for the Clippers to try and pick up. Now, the Clippers do have Rajon Rondo, and I will touch on the Clippers in my third segment here and specifically talk about the game that they just lost to the uh, Knicks, by the way. But Derrick Rose is the guy earlier in the year that I wanted the Clippers to pick up because I saw a need for another guard uh, other than Patrick Beverly and Reggie Jackson. The game against the Clippers, again, I'll touch on that in a moment, but Derek Rose scored 25 points. He's been playing awfully, awfully well. Alfred Payton is actually the starting point guard for the Knicks. As far as I'm concerned, he's not that effective. 16 minutes, two points. You know, I'm not so sure that Derrick Rose should not even be starting. He probably should be. But he's very, very good coming off the bench. But just overall, again, good to see the New York Knicks playing good basketball. Now, if it shakes out like this, and let's say the Knicks beat the Hawks in a seven-game series, they would have to go up against the Philadelphia 76ers. That would be a really tough task, especially um, the center position. The Knicks—they don't have any answer for Joel and Bead. I mean, they're throwing Nerlens Noel out on the floor, and I mean, come on, uh, Joel and would just kill Nerlens Noel. It's not even a question about that. So the Knicks—they—they they wouldn't have any answer for well, no one has an answer for Joel and but uh, definitely the Knicks wouldn't. Their backup uh, center is Taj uh, Gibson, and you know he's not going to handle uh, Joel and either. So, I think the, the, uh, the buck would stop there, so to speak, for the Knicks in the second round if it all shakes out like that. But still, it's good to see the Knicks playing well. Uh, one uh, question that people are asking is should the New York Knicks sign Julius Randle to a max contract? Now, I mean, you know, it's not my money I'm throwing around. You know, Dolan has all the loot over there in New York. You know, if you let him walk, you know, he was going to replace Julius Randle. He's the best player on your team. He's the best thing you got. Heck yeah! Given the max contract, build around him. You know, R.J. Barrett's a good player. You know, pick up a few more pieces, and the New York Knicks can be in the conversation for Eastern Conference uh, supremacy for a while. So, in my opinion, yes, they should absolutely sign Julius Randle long term. So, again, congratulations to the Knicks, congratulations to the Knicks fans, and I know Spike Lee and Stephen A. Smith and all the rest of the big-time New York Knicks fans are very, very happy that their team is doing well. And with that, my last segment is going to be on the L.A. Clippers, the Clip Joint, Clipper Nation. Clipper Nation in the house Another team that are playing very well And that I expect to make the Western Conference Finals Alright 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 sports fans Especially my Clipper Nation Sports fans This last segment I will speak On the LA Clippers and uh, talk about this last game that they just lost against the New York Knicks, 106-100. to There's definitely no shame in losing to the Knicks, a very, very good basketball team. They did lose on their own floor, so that's kind of disappointing. But again, there is no shame in losing to that team. And then I'll just briefly talk about the seedings, where the Clippers are, and where I expect them to go. Uh, wants to play start again as far as this game against the Knicks the 106 100 loss uh, too much Derrick Rose in that game yeah, they, they actually held Julius Randle to 14 points on only seven of 19 shooting or four from three-piece land and now Julius did have 14 rebounds and five assists he continues to do well in both those categories but uh, did not have a good shooting game from the floor however Derrick Rose, D-Rose, there's that man again. 11 out of 17 from the floor. Two of three from three-piece land, 25 points. I don't know why some Clipper fans were thinking that this guy was washed up earlier in the season when I was advocating for the Clippers to trade for this guy. Washed up, Derrick Rose? No, he is not the explosive Derrick Rose, the MVP Derrick Rose from back in the Chicago Bulls days. Everyone knows that he is just not that guy anymore with the, the all the surgeries he's had on his knees and so on and so forth. But Derek Rose can still play the game of basketball, trust and believe. Very, very smart player. Eight assists in this game, six rebounds, plus seven while he was on the floor, 25 big points. You know, what else do you want from your uh, guard, point guard that comes off the bench in place of Alfred Payton? Of all people who, again, like I just mentioned in that middle segment, not so sure that D Rose shouldn't even be starting. He probably should be, but um, had a very, very good game against the Clippers. They just they had no answer for Derrick Rose and also Reggie Bullock, another nice find for the New York Knicks. Reggie Bullock, formerly of the Detroit Pistons, eight out of 17 from the field, five of 12 from three piece land, 24 big points, plus 15 while he was on the floor. And then RJ Barrett, of course, uh, contributed 18 points on 7 of 18 shooting. So uh, the Knicks had um, some very, very balanced scoring, even though Julius Randle did not play his best game. Now, in terms of the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, he did have 29 points, but he was only 9 of 26 from the field. Not a very, very good shooting day for Kawhi. He was 4 of 9 from three-piece land and 7 of 7 from the free throw line, but overall his field goal percentage was rather low below 50 percent um 29 points on that for 26 shooting so uh he can definitely do better than that and i expect him to do better than that i'm sure he will do better than that when the playoffs start no need to worry about Kawhi leonard the claw one of the best five players in this game of basketball paul george uh, on the other hand eight out of 20 from the floor not too bad He was only two out of nine from three-piece land, no, for 18 points. I expect him to do better. He also had eight rebounds as well. Now, Paul George, again, as I've been mentioning all season long, is on a mission. He wants to atone for what happened last year in the playoffs against Denver when the Clippers blew the 3-1 lead. And, yes, Clippers fans, Clipper Nation, Clipper Hollis, I'm going to keep harping on that until the Clippers get over that hump. Let's hope they don't blow another 3-1 uh, uh, lead. That's why Doc Rivers was let go. That was the third time in Doc Rivers' coaching career that he has blown a 3-1 lead or his team has blown a 3-1 lead in the playoffs. That's why Doc Rivers is no longer coaching his team. And Ty Lu is the coach. So let's hope they do better in that category. Uh, Nick Batum also scored 13 points in that game on five of eight shooting. So he played rather well. DeMarcus Cousins is really, really surprising a lot of people. He still has some game left. He was four out of six from the field for eight points. And um, he played pretty well. He's, he's been doing rather well since uh, he has returned. And there was a little dust up between Julius Randle and um, DeMarcus Cousins in that particular game. No fisticuffs or anything like that, but they got into each other's face a couple of times. No big deal, but we all know DeMarcus Cousins. He's that type of player. He tries to get up under your skin. Some players let that happen. Some don't. Julius Randle, even though he did not have a particularly great game, it wasn't because DeMarcus Cousins was getting under his skin or anything like that. Just He just didn't have a good shooting game. But in terms of the Clippers, again, DeMarcus Cousins is playing pretty well. Rondo only scored 4 points in this game But he did have 8 assists And 8 rebounds as well We all know that Rondo is going to be ready for the playoffs They brought him in The Clippers I'm talking about To close out these basketball games And again Ty Lue is going to have to have that Tough decision Rondo, Beverly or Reggie Jackson Who scored 12 points of his own In this game on 4 for 7 shooting Not bad in 32 minutes So let's see how Ty Lu. uh uh uh, puts his rotation in order as far as the point guards are concerned it's going to be very very interesting to see how he works that out zubak three or four he does his thing eight rebounds just a steady player he only scores six points but not too worried about zubak and how many points he scores just play some defense grab rebounds when the opportunities are there and the limited number of field goals that you shoot he is shooting around 64, 65%. I would take that every day and run with it. So the Clippers, again, oh, by the way, you know I have to mention Luke Kennard, of course, did not play coach's decision. I don't expect him to get that much run in the playoffs. So as far as the Clippers are concerned, as far as seeding goes, right now they are sitting there as a number three seed, uh, three games behind the Phoenix Suns. I do not think they're going to catch the Suns. Matter of fact, I know they're not going to catch the Suns. So the Clippers are going to land at number three. Now, there's an outside shot that the Denver Nuggets may overtake the Clippers and end up the number three seed and Clippers number four. I don't think that's going to happen as well, but you never know. Still four games left to play, and the Nuggets are only one game behind the Clippers. But if the season ended right now, the Clippers would be playing the number six seed, which right now the Portland Trail Blazers are sitting and that would be kind of a juicy series right there. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard going up against Damie Dane. Damie Dane and CJ McCullum. That would be an interesting series to watch if that's the case. Now, as I mentioned in my first episode, I'm sorry, the first segment when I was talking about the Lakers, there's an outside shot that the Lakers could overtake the trailblazers don't think it's going to happen but there's an outside shot and if that happens then you have the lakers and the clippers in round one and again as i've been mentioning i would rather for them to meet in the western conference finals and if the lakers stay at number seven then that is a distinct possibility that you will have an all la western conference finals which is what this podcast is all about that's what we want to see baby lakers clippers western conference finals And again, the Clippers, though, if they did play the Trailblazers, I think they would beat them in a seven-game series, you know, without a problem. And then after that, it's just a matter of uh, who wins between the Nuggets and or the Lakers or the Mavericks. Uh, The Clippers would beat the Mavericks for sure. Denver, now, if they end up playing Denver – And say like the second round or something like that, then okay, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, now it's time to atone for last year. If you end up playing them, it's time to get it done. Now, it's also a possibility that the Clippers could face the Suns in the second round as well. And I think the Clippers will beat them as well. Again, I do not like the Suns' chances in the playoffs simply because of lack of playoff experience. I just don't see them getting it done. So, again, the Clippers are sitting at a pretty good spot at number three. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty, folks. Most of these teams only have four games left in the regular season. It's time for these coaches to get their player rotations together, get everybody on the same page. The Clippers are doing well as far as um, uh, injuries. You know, there's no one injured, not severely anyway. Pat Beverly is back playing. He's your defensive stalwart as a point guard. And Ty Lue is going to uh, implement him in that offense in some form or fashion, along with Reggie Jackson and Rondo. Again, it'll be interesting to see how that trio is going to shake out. But it's a good problem to have. You have three good players, point guards, that you can plug in there, plug and play, as they say. So Clipper fans, Clip Joint, Clipper Hollies, you are in a good position leading into the playoffs. And next week, on my um, podcast and I will get real deeply into the playoffs and the playoff picture uh, as we head into the playoffs. So with that, L.A. and basketball fans, I'm going to leave it right there. I'd like to thank you all for listening and uh, to get my podcast, you can get you can get it on any platform where you listen to your podcast. Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your your uh, podcast from, baby. You can find LA Courtside. Also, like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this show. And thanks to our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Don't forget, if you want to bet on the NBA or the UFC 262 this weekend or Major League Baseball, hockey, you know, hockey playoffs is, is going to start. Basketball playoffs is getting ready to start. It's a wonderful chance. Get your bets in, baby. Win a few dollars. Matter of fact, hit me up on Twitter. At L.A. Ray Sports or at L.A. Courtside Pod. If you want some advice over under L.A. Ray, who you think is going to win? How about do I take these 4.5 points that they're giving this NBA team? L.A. Ray will let you know, baby. Help you win a few dollars with DraftKings.com. And with that, I'm going to leave it there. And again, as usual, make sure you mask up uh, when it's appropriate when you're outside and also seriously consider getting the uh, vaccination shots. Keep six feet social distancing and wash your hands thoroughly every day, all day long so we can get rid of this COVID-19 virus. With that, L.A. basketball fans, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, peace.